Welcome to the Run Fit 365 podcast, episode three. Booyah! Welcome to the Run Fit 365 podcast. I'm your host, Travis. We've got a great episode lined up for episode three. We asked Tom West, um, one of our advocates for RunFit 365, he shares a lot of the same values and beliefs um, as we do, and he was an early adopter of one of our, essentially probably our first training plans, um, and has been a huge supporter ever since we started RunFit 365. We interviewed Tom and we asked him some um, really good questions, and the most important one being, why do you run? And he gives a great interview and talks about why he runs and um, his passion for running. In the second part of our podcast, we invite Alyssa Lozier back onto the show and invite her to talk about tapering and why it's important to taper. And I think you'll really like her interview and her thoughts and feedback on tapering. So uh, without further ado, here is the interview with Mr. Tom West. Hello, we have a special guest today on the RunFit365 podcast. His name is Tom West, and Tom and I have known each other for several years now, and Tom was one of the first official customers of RunFit365. He um, used one of our plans um, in training for a race. So Tom joins us today, and he's going to give you a little bit of background about um, his running career, where he started, where he is today. And then we're going to ask him the question um, that we ask everyone, why do you run? So, Tom, thanks again for being on the podcast. Um, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about your running background and yourself here? Oh, great. Thanks, Trav, for having me. Um, so, just quick background and uh, really how Travis and I know one another. We, we both went to Indiana State um, and participated in uh, cross-country track and field there, um, but really didn't... Um, overlap too much as Travis graduated just a little bit before I entered the, the, the program there. Uh, but really got to know Travis well, especially as I started marathon running. And that's also where I got to know RunFit 365. Uh, Travis and, and Dan, uh, as you guys, if you've listened to other podcasts, have a great passion for this sport. And, and without them, I wouldn't have been able to complete the Chicago Marathon four times now uh, using their plans. And it's, it's really... Um, for me, been exciting across that finish line, and, and really, I couldn't have done it without their their backing and the guidance they gave me through their training plans. So, I'm glad to be here today and talk to you about the sport, and hopefully, some of those listeners out there, um, regardless of what race they're wanting to line up to, uh, can benefit from this conversation. Yeah, thanks again, Tom. And I think what Tom was trying to say when he met that I had graduated a few years before him. I think that was his indirect way of saying that I'm old, but that's that's all right. We'll yeah. let that we'll slide. We're still buddies. Yeah, I think uh, it's a benefit because you and I are always in a different age group because uh, every race we run together, I get spanked. Um, yeah. So I'm glad that we're in a different age group. <laughs> right. But somehow you still get the best awards. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. 
Um, so, Tom, I know you've listened to all the other podcasts, and by all, I mean all two of the other episodes. Um, one of the things that we find most intriguing in the running community is what drives people to run, and what's a simple question around why do you run? If you take that a few layers deep, uh, you can really understand what motivates people to run, and a lot of times it's not so much, I just need to get exercise, or I need to, uh, you know, be fit. It's it for a lot of people. It's more than that, um, and for others, it's not. But we're just exploring that question with as many people as we can to find out why you run. So, um, if I were to ask you, Tom, why do you run? Um, take us through your journey about. Why do you run? I know you're still active. I know you run a lot. So why do you do that? Yeah, but um, you know, I've I've run for many reasons, and, and I think the reason changes with every year. I continue to to participate in the sport. Um, now, looking at you know me and and my young family, I do it to engage Hagen. We got a little guy at home, um, and make sure that he sees me and my wife living a healthy lifestyle, so that as he grows up and forms his habits, you know, he's got some uh, good role modeling and that's really helped me stay motivated recently um, has, you know, that his alarm clock goes off at, you know, midnight sometimes and keeps us up to two, uh, but still really want to stay active and, and engage him in it. Um, so, you know, I think I th a lot of runners probably have, like me, rolling reasons as to why they are in the sport. So, you know, now that I'm a new father, that's my reason number one, obviously, is for him, my son. Um, but, you know, I, I can talk a little about some of the other reasons why I started. Um, is I, I really didn't have a choice that, uh, as to why I started this sport. I couldn't play anything else. Um, I was in an accident when I was a little kid um, that kind of left my left side of my body underdeveloped. If people see me run now, they can play. Oh, look at that very slow turnover and that left leg that kind of just lags behind them. Mm -hmm. That's a result of that accident. Um, so it's really, it was the only sport I could participate in. Um, couldn't do contact sports and uh, don't have the ability to really uh, do sports that require you to track movement because uh, my depth perception was also affected. So hitting a baseball is not possible. I can hit a golf ball because it stands still. Mm -hmm. uh, but if it's moving or if I have to shoot a basketball at something, uh, I'm just setting myself up for embarrassment. So I, I started running because that that was the only sport that avoided high impact and people trying to tackle me uh, and also allowed me to just, you know, uh, do something that didn't really acquire too much coordination. So uh, that's kind of where it all started for me and fell in love with it. Um, up, I ran uh, AAU from the time I was in first grade up till about sixth grade, and then my family moved from where uh, we grew up and changed schools, and I kind of just lost track of running. I, I didn't know they had a program. Um, and then through middle school and into my first year of high school still, was just completely oblivious to cross country or track and field because all I knew was the AAU program. And uh, one year in gym class, at, the physical fitness test was to go out and do the three miles and uh, went out there and just spanked it, for lack of a better term. Uh, and the, the swim teacher, because uh, I was in my swim session of gym that time, 
Uh, so he, he forwarded my name to the coach right away. And sophomore year, I started running cross country. Uh, and from there, kind of just things went. Um, and despite your injury, Tom, I know you're extremely humble. You went on to run some pretty fast times. So what, what were some of your fastest times and like your favorite events through high school? And I know you ran some fast times in college. Yeah. Um, in high school, you know, I think we were building a program in the, where I went to school in Northwest Indiana. They now have a very competitive program, both in, in middle school and high school. Um, so the times, they're probably not stellar. Uh, but they were competitive at the time for the school and the program that we had. Um, so as I exited, um, I think my PR in cross country, the 5K distance, was about um, 16.48. And again, that's not rock solid. But um, at the time, you know, I, you know, I was one of the most competitive on the team. And um, I think the younger people kind of saw that break, what was considered breakthrough performance at that time. The coach was new and was learning how to uh, develop people. And uh, after I'd left there, had been very many talented runners come out of where I went to high school. And I, I can't take credit for that, um, but was excited because it did help me as I looked to college to um, continue running and ran at Indiana State and ran cross country there and track and field and um, had some good performances in the 8k uh, where I got to about 2702 Um, I know that there's a lot of other runners out there who blow that out of the water but um, was very happy with that and then uh, come track you know someone who runs cross country really isn't known for turnover in anything and um, started to try to increase my speed and be a little more competitive in the 800 and finally got to the point where I was able to break two minutes pretty frequently and was, was also pretty happy with that. Again, I know there's people who run in 148s and stuff, but you also got to know that I'm six foot four, um, 180 pounds. So I'm not your small, nimble, little, uh, cross country person. Uh, so to run those times, I was pretty happy with them. And then also, I don't have the most efficient stride. I don't know if you can load video on this, but some some runners might be like, "Yeah, that is choppy." I'm gonna put it up now, and we'll see if we can make that stride go viral. <laughs> yeah. So we'll put it, stay tuned. If you listen to Run Fit Three Sixty Five podcast, um, back to that that question of why do you run, Tom? Um, and I think it sounds similar to kind of my journey, and I'm sure there's tons of other people's journey out there. How it shifts over time and um, now that you've got a little one, little Hagen, um, I think he's just a tick under two years old now. Um, you have found a way to stay fit, uh, despite having a little one at home. And I know that's hard for people. Um, and it was hard for Alyssa and I, as we started raising our family, running was such a big part of that. And it still is. It's just trying to balance that, um, you know, active lifestyle and, you know, make sure that you provide you know, the time for Hagen that you need. So what are the, what are some of the tactics that you've used, um, to bring Hagen along? Like you've said, you, you know, does he come along with you for a run or what's, uh, what's yeah. that like? Um, not that we're plugging product right now, but the get, get us a, a stroller, a baby jogger. Um, either it's worth the, the money, invest in one that's good. Um, and I think the kid will appreciate it because, uh, if you're moving at a pretty good click 
you get a sizable bump you don't see it you know some of those lower models don't have the suspension so on and so forth so uh, my wife and I made an investment in, in the Bob and I think with that one you know it's got good suspension it's pretty lightweight so it allows me to train but it also keeps him safe you know it's a high quality I'm not worried about you know the, the wheels wobbling or um, things like that so Definitely uh, get a stroller and get the kid out there with you. Um, start as early as you can. Um, you know, I buy the weather shield. What, I, he was four months old in, in the winter of last year, and I'd throw his car seat in there, throw the weather shield over that with a couple of blankets, and he'd go. Yeah. And I think because that was just the norm to him, he loves it now. Um, he really looks forward to it. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, you know, it's it's not just engaging him, but my wife also runs. Um, so having that stroller allows her to come run with me as well. Um, so it's it's nice. It's a good piece of equipment. And then come races, you know, we just find a friend to come and support and watch the little guy or ask the parents to come down or one of us just decides who's racing that day. Yeah. One, one of the things that we've talked about in our podcast was kind of the running community. Talk about what it's like when you bring the little guy to a race, because I know that when we bring our little ones, it's just, um, there, there's something more interesting in the atmosphere, um, than already exists at these running events. But can you talk about what that feels like? Cause I know you've raced with Hagen several times. Yeah. Um, you know, people, you, you can't help but be nervous lining up to a race, even if, you're not going for a PR and you're just trying to go out there and have fun. You still have a little bit of anxiety before you get that corral. Um, and they, they, he helps me, um, because it's not about racing really. It's about hanging out with him. And, um, it's hard to be nervous when, you know, music's blaring and the little guy gets out of his bob and just starts dancing and you do a stretch. He does a stretch, um, really just eases your mind and, and makes the sport, a different type of fun because you know it used to um fun used to be going out there and killing it and and now fun is going out there and just cutting loose with the little guys so really enjoy that it's pre-race has a whole different meaning now that uh, i'm a dad is it safe to say that you've never beat hagen in a race you know um i i haven't <laughs> you have you know, let's pod. We'll do a podcast. What 2022, and my reason for running will be to uh, beat Hagen. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's funny because you know he's beat you by split seconds every split time. Seconds, because yeah. he's, he's, he's got a, good, a yeah. good lean. Yeah, he's got yeah. a good kick on him. He's <laughs> yeah. got a good kick. He finishes strong. Hey Tom, thanks again for um, joining us for this fun little segment that we call. Um, why do you run? And we appreciated hearing your story. Yeah. And we'll probably share it on our website too, runfit365.com. I hope people enjoy it. And, you know, if, if there's any parting wisdom I could leave, I've been running since I'm seven years old and 31 now. So that's 24 years of being in this sport. Took that three years off just because moving and trying to refine this program. Uh, is that in in this sport, you know, make it what you want it to be. Um, challenge yourself. Have fun. Make it about family. Um, and really just allow yourself to be passionate and, and pursue everything that you want out of it. Um, 
it's going to give you that and more than you ever thought possible. So I, I hope that, you know, I get the chance to do another podcast. I, I look forward to hearing some of your other athletes' stories, too, and, yeah. and I'd probably find inspiration from them. That's kind of what we're hoping for, and thanks for that kind of closing, Tom, because I think that summarized, um, you know, what a lot of running's about for us. And um, the, the main reason we're doing this segment isn't to profile elite athletes or, um, you know, the elite class of runners. We believe that it's, um, you know, kind of the, the normal runner that has the most compelling stories. And we hope that people find motivation too. And, I, you know, if there's a young father out there um, that's listening maybe for the first time and, and they're struggling with how do I balance this, you know, I hope they heard you say that it's possible, it, you know, just get a high, nice jogging stroller, bring the little ones, make it about the family, and, um, you know, you can do that too. So we'll absolutely have you back on the show, um, and, and thanks again for being on here. So until next time, Tom, take care. Great. Thank you, Travis. That was our interview with Mr. Tom West. would like to thank Tom again for taking time to be on the RunFit365 podcast. Uh, it was a great story. It was great hearing why you run. And I'm sure that our listeners will find inspiration and motivation in your story. Now, if you'd like to share your story with RunFit365, just drop us an email at support at RunFit365 or jump on our website at RunFit365.com and fill out the contact form. Um, we'd love to tell your story on a podcast, and if you don't want to do a live interview, um, we'll do our best to weave it into a future episode. So please just tell, our, tell your story, and we'll share with all of our listeners in, in the RunFit 365 podcast. Now we're, we're going to transition into our second segment of Episode 3, and that's where we start talking about the importance of tapering before a race. And there's, there's two main components of a taper. It's the kind of the physical aspect of the taper. And then there's also the mental aspect of tapering, making sure that you're mentally prepared going into your race. And we've invited Alyssa Lozier, a member of our RunFit365 team, to talk a little bit about how she approaches tapering and um, the value of doing a proper taper before a big race. So um, here's our interview with Alyssa Lozier on tapering. Enjoy. About tapering and the importance of tapering before um, a big race, why don't you just start sharing with the listeners um, a little bit about why tapering is important and maybe share some of your experiences in the past of tapering. Okay. Um, well, um, I, I'm definitely not an expert on this, but I know the main reason tapering is important is just so that your legs are ready to race on race day. So, you know, it is a difficult balance trying to figure out what that really means. Um, it's different. In my opinion, it's different depending on what race you're racing, um, whether it's a marathon 
down to a 5K, I mean, it's going to be a different kind of taper. I think the marathon taper is a little bit longer than a 5K taper, meaning your taper period for a marathon might be like two weeks versus, you know, less than a week for a 5K. In my opinion, I believe that I believe that to be true. Um, so really, the main I, I I think that the reason tapering is important is so that you have, you know, every chance to have a great race. Your legs are as ready as they're ever going to be to have a great race. So for a marathon, you said it's about a two week taper. Um, does that mean that you just start reducing mileage, reducing intensity? Probably, but- probably both. Um, you're going to definitely reduce your mileage. You're not going to do a 20-miler two or three days before a marathon or even a week before a marathon, um, maybe three weeks before a marathon. Um, you're going to do a 20-miler, but even two weeks before a marathon, I, I don't think personally that you need to do a 20-miler. So you're definitely going to reduce your mileage. You're going to reduce your intensity where you may still do many workouts the last two weeks, but... You know, if you have a, a workout that's, you know, whatever, eight times a mile, maybe you're just doing three or four times a mile at your marathon pace a couple weeks out. And I think, you know, in my experience, one of the big things that I look at with tapering is how is my body feeling? If my body's feeling really good, you know, maybe I'm still going to taper, but maybe I go ahead and do those little mini workouts. But I will say if I've, you know, nursing an injury or um, I felt extra tired for whatever reason, I always say it's, you're not, you're not going to lose a ton of fitness those last two weeks of training. So keep your body fresh. So make sure you're getting lots of sleep, make sure you're eating the right things. You know, I, I do think it's important to still continue to run, but you know, maybe you do skip that workout and just do a short run if your legs are still feeling kind of, you know, questionable or you've got a little injury that you're nursing. So it's definitely a balance. I think it, it's different for every race. It's different depending on how your training's gone and how your body's feeling at that point. So reducing mileage, reducing intensity, and I think those are great points, Alyssa. And one thing that I think about when I've had my best taper going into races, there's kind of this mental aspect of it too because you've had um, several weeks of really good training under your belt then all of a sudden you reduce your mileage and your intensity significantly. And there is something there about that mental edge that you don't want to lose. So doing those um, quick, short workouts just to you know, remind yourself that you still have that fitness, you still have that speed, you still have that um, ability to go fast if you need to. I find that to be really important so you're not stale going into the race. So take us to like one day before the race. What should you be thinking about going into um, a marathon? Yeah, one day before the race, um, you know, a couple of things. If you're traveling to the race, well, whether you're traveling or not, but if you're traveling to the race, you definitely got to get on your legs because you've been on a plane, you've been in the car, but really even if it's in town, I think just to do a little shakeout run, maybe 20 minutes, just to, and I mean slow, just a 20 minute jog, just to get your legs, you know, just moving. Um, I also think, and I think it's important throughout your, especially if you're doing a marathon, throughout your whole entire, entire training cycle to kind of play with nutrition, meaning what are you going to drink 
and eat during the race. Um, we all need fuel, but I think everybody's way of fueling is um, different depending on them individually. I know I feel a lot different than some of my um, the you know girlfriends that I run with. So um, everybody requires something a little bit different. So you need to kind of play with that. Don't play with that the day before. I think you need to know that you know, based on the weeks of training that you've done. Um, so don't eat anything weird or new. Um, you know, I think a lot of runners, we all eat pasta before and that's fine. But, you know, I would just, I wouldn't eat something that you've not eaten before or I wouldn't plan on eating something or drinking something during the race that you've never tried because it can definitely mess with your stomach. Um, what would you say to someone that wants to wear a new pair of racing flats before... Uh, the Boston Marathon. Yeah. <laughs> that you've done before. You yeah. know where I'm so going you, with that, right? You, yeah, definitely if you've got a different pair of shoes that you're going to race in, you need to try those out in runs or workouts prior to um, the race. Yeah, Travis here, he ran the Boston Marathon. I don't remember how many years ago he did that. And a brand new pair of flats, and it was a mess. We yeah. had blisters and... And it's not like I hadn't been running for years before that. I, I still don't know to this day what you're thinking. Why I was thinking about that. That's like rule number one. Yeah. Uh, going into race day, do not try anything new. Diet, apparel, shoes especially, but Yeah, I think apparel too. I mean that's a good point. I mean I think we all um know what chafing is and we've all chafed. It doesn't mm. matter what size you are or how fast or slow you run it doesn't matter we all chase um and i think if you we all like to get new racing clothes i mean i know i do personally but i always run um a couple runs in my new you know tank top or shorts or whatever i've purchased just to see if they do rub or how they feel or if they're not going to work but also you know when in question body glide, Vaseline, Aquaphor, whatever, you know, even if you don't think you're going to chafe, that's just a given. Well, Lissa, thanks again for your time. I know this segment was short, but here are the few takeaways that I had from your interview there. When you're tapering, it's important to reduce, um, you know, mileage and intensity. It's also important to pay attention to the mental aspects of tapering to stay fast, stay sharp, uh, but not to overdo it. And when you're at that marathon expo before the race, do not purchase any new gear um, and wear it the next day. That's right. And don't try anything new, right? Or, or any new power bars or something that you never... I mean, I know, uh, you know, practice eating for breakfast, what you're going to eat for breakfast the day of the race before on several long runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. That's good. Perfect. Well, Alyssa, we'll have you back for sure. Um, thanks again for being on the Run Fit 365 podcast. Thank you. Thanks for that great segment, Alyssa, on tapering. That pretty much wraps up episode three of the RunFit365 podcast. Um, If you're interested in being on a podcast or want to tell your story, check us out at runfit365.com or drop us an email at support at runfit365.com and we'll do our best to get you on a podcast. So um, thanks again and happy training.